Hey everyone, just before we get started this week, just wanted to record a short trigger warning for the content we're going to discuss in this episode. We're going to be talking a lot about women's issues, including rape, abuse, sexual assaults, violence against women. If that would make you feel uncomfortable, please do not feel pressured to listen. I've recorded this specifically so you have time to stop listening before we get into it. The first eight minutes or so is an introduction I put together, kind of setting the scene for why we've chosen to focus on women's rights. Again, this could prove triggering for some people, and if so, you might want to skip forward eight minutes if you're wanting to listen to the rest of the podcast. Thank you so much. I found it a really useful experience to make this podcast, and I'm really glad that we've got the opportunity to share it with you. And the Duchess had been denied help when she felt suicidal. I believe in freedom of speech. I believe in the right to uh, be allowed to have an opinion. Meghan said she had had suicidal thoughts, but it had re been refused help. But again, do you know what? It's their lived experience and... No, it's not true. Well, that Piers, it's their lived experience and... Meghan spoke of weeping by Harry's side as the lights went down at the Royal Albert Hall in London. I don't believe almost anything that comes out of her mouth. And misery so great, she contemplated taking her own life. But I just want you also to be aware of the power of your words. Pounded by the popular newspapers, depressed by her lack of freedom, Meghan said she had repeatedly turned to the palace for help. Mental illness and suicide, these are clearly extremely serious things. They should be taken extremely seriously. And if somebody is feeling that way, they should get the treatment and the help that they need. But none was forthcoming. She contemplated harming herself or taking her own life. I don't believe almost anything that comes out of her mouth. Lies were spread about her in the press, she said, but she was told that nothing could be done. What I don't care about her feelings, okay, but what concerns wrong. me... Sarah Everard, a marketing executive who was 33, was last seen walking along a main road in Clapham in South London nine days ago, having left her friend's house. Her family described her as kind and caring and a shining example to others. The Metropolitan Police are themselves the subject of five linked lines of inquiry by the police watchdog at the Independent Office of Police Conduct. One of them is an accusation that Wayne Cousins exposed himself indecently on two occasions at a South London fast food restaurant just days before Mr Everard went missing. Sarah Everard's death has led to calls for action. Her Scotland Yard handled an allegation of indecent exposure made against the officer suspected of murdering Sarah Everard. The Metropolitan Police are to face an investigation into whether they responded properly to a claim of indecent exposure involving the officer who was a suspect in the Sarah Everard case. Ms Everard, who was 33, disappeared last week while walking home in South London. An officer who works in parliamentary and diplomatic protection is being held on suspicion that their of officer in custody is under arrest on suspicion of kidnap and murder, as well as a separate allegation of indecent exposure. Tonight, it emerged that this refers to a report that a man exposed himself at a fast food restaurant in South London a few days before Sarah Everard disappeared. The police watchdog announced that they are now investigating whether two officers responded appropriately. The case was referred to them by the Met Police. I totally understand 
uh, why this has triggered such a wave the uh, explanatory notes of the bill don't mention women once but they do mention statues uh, on the issue of, of safety of women uh, and safety of the of the streets. Uh, you currently can get more for fly-tipping than you can get for uh, stalking. And I, I want to echo very much what Pretty Patel said, uh, which is that no uh, woman should walk our, our streets. Women don't matter as much as cars, we don't matter as much as fly-tipping, we don't matter as much as statues, and the law needs to change Every that. Every woman uh, should feel able to walk our streets uh, in safety. Earlier, the force released a tribute to Sarah Everard from her family. They described her as bright and beautiful, a wonderful daughter and sister, and they appealed for additional the help from the public. The body found hidden in woodland near Ashford in Kent was that of Sarah Everard, Sarah Everard a marketing Sarah executive who was 33. Everyone, uh, should feel able was to last seen walking along uh, Main Road in Clapham in South the London. Body found hidden in woodland near Ashford in Kent. Sarah Everard. Sarah Everard a marketing executive from her family. They described her as bright and beautiful, a wonderful daughter and sister. Sarah Everard. And they appealed for additional help from the Sarah public. Sarah Everard, a marketing executive who was 33. Hey. She said that, but he didn't, did he? Listen. Stop separating Harry and Meghan. No. You are okay, struggling. Guys, 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 if we're going to have this conversation... You've got to let me talk. She said that. got to let me talk. I believe in freedom of speech. got to let me talk. I believe in the right to be allowed to have an opinion. got to let me talk. She said that. But yet you continue to trash her. OK, I'm done with this. No, no, no. Sorry. No, uh, sorry. Uh, do you know what? That's pathetic. You can trash me, mate, but not my... No, 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 no. See you I'm, later. I'm being and speak about their own struggles with mental health and tell their own personal story, that takes courage. Sorry, can't this do is this. absolutely diabolical behaviour. Lies were spread about her in the press, she you said, can't but she was told that nothing facts. could be done. She got the facts wrong on that. It's been Lies demonstrated today in every paper. Got that to let fact me talk. is simply untrue. She said that was that to Sarah Everard? A marketing executive who was 33. Every woman got to let me talk. Was last seen walking along uh, Main Road in Clapham in South the London nine days ago. Woodland near Ashford in Kent. Sarah Everard, anything that a comes out of her mouth. Every woman who was 33. Feel able to walk our streets. Sarah Everard, in safety. A marketing executive who was 33. They described her as bright and beautiful, a wonderful daughter. Everard got to let me talk. And they appealed for additional help. Sarah Everard, a marketing executive who was 33. The Labour leader, Sir Keir Starmer, said that men needed to understand and speak out too. He said there should be changes in both attitudes and in the law. New message. One. Um, we were talking about doing the racism and sexism in the music industry. I was wondering what you thought about doing a kind of... Um, I don't know, like focusing on women and how there's still a lot to do. I don't know. I feel like I've seen a lot about women being scared and a lot of stuff about women being mistreated and, and, and being scared of like, walking alone or stuff. You know what I mean? I'm explaining really badly, but I thought maybe we could, for episode 10, it, it could be the right time to talk about that. I didn't know if there was like maybe if you want, we could have a, another guest on. Like, I don't know. Um... Like, for some reason, I have Katie in my mind. 
it would be good. I think it would be interesting to hear your experiences and your thoughts and also it would probably kind of educate me a bit, which is always important. I don't know, it's up to you. I mean, we can do it another time. I just feel like with all everything that's going on with um the uh, Sarah Everard stuff and, and, and her being murdered by the police officer, it feels like it's kind of an opportunity to, to say something now. Also, sorry that my voice sounds horrible. Lol. New message, two. Okay, um, I think you're right. I think it would be a good time, especially with the Meghan Markle stuff as well. That's two big, yeah, two, two big things as to why to talk about um, women at the moment. Hey guys, um, I'm waving to... <laughs> um, we are back with episode 10 of the World to Rights podcast and as you, if you are a viewing on YouTube, you'll be able to see that we have a special guest with us, Miss Katie Kitchen. Katie has been one of my best friends for, uh, what, six, seven years now? Um, and she's always inspired me because she's always been a very proud feminist and spoke about women's rights and pointed out a lot of stuff way before uh, it had media attention because she's just that smart. Um, so we thought we would have her on our podcast so she can share her thoughts with you guys um yeah as you guys might know this week we're going to be focusing on uh women's rights women's safety all things women um and hopefully giving chris a bit of insight as to what it's like to be a woman in today's society and to any other men who are listening because chris is very actually well educated on the topic even if he I'm not, not sure. I, look, I feel like no matter how educated we are, we can probably do better. Like, good enough is not good enough, in my mind. I don't think that's a place yeah. to stop. I think that's like a starting point, and you should be doing that every day, forever. Yeah, that makes me happy to hear you yeah, say that. It's really nice. And it's good that we picked you a are. time where there's definitely not much going on with, with women's issues. You know, oh, it's yeah. really calm, Nothing there's no the issues moment. whatsoever. Totally relaxed. Fuck. I'm not stressed at all. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a hard in all seriousness all seri oh, this is not the week to not be able to speak. Um in all seriousness, um, you know, it has been a challenging time and I think um uh, Katie was sort of mentioning earlier, um, before we started recording that it has been a tough week just hearing things going on i know from being on tiktok i've seen a lot of men saying not all men and you know not all men are bad and yes we know not all men are bad but even the good men mess up sometimes as well and it's good that we can try and find a way of helping raise awareness to things that men might not realize they're doing that makes women uncomfortable and um from my side yeah. i've spent the week um talking to a lot of women in my life like close to me and, and people i really respect and look up to and i have heard a lot of, of their stories that are it's worrying how many there are and they're worrying how similar they are a lot of them have the same themes running through them and it's like it's bad enough that this shit happens once but this is happening enough that there's 
there is a deeper issue. I don't think you could listen to that and think that it's just a one-off thing. I am more convinced than ever that there's a real issue that needs to be dealt with because no one should have to face some of the things I've heard ever and far too many people that I love and respect and all women generally have had to go through. No one, no one should have to deal with that. I think one of the big issues at the moment is that um, women don't even realise a lot of the discrimination they face because it's so ingrained and so normalised that it takes a moment or it takes people pointing out behaviour that isn't right. Um, and I've seen people say, oh, I didn't realise, like women say, I didn't realise I was in the 97% and then realising because they didn't think catcalling or people asking for nudes and um, asking them if they would date them more than once when they've said no um, is harassment. Um, yeah. That's a really good yeah. place to start. And I can I just say to any men listening, um, if right now you're feeling like writing not all men, I'd like you to step away from your keyboard look in the mirror and decide whether you're happy living with that person because you need to change your attitude pretty damn quickly. This stuff is serious and not all men is not an appropriate way to respond. So fix up. Um, also, yeah, could we start? So the 97% um, was like, was it this week that, that came out? This, this week is when I've really seen the 97%, although I'm sure that it's been around yeah. longer than that. Um, and I wondered what you guys thought when you saw that. And to be honest, I think it's probably more like 100, you know, I don't, I, 3%, I just, unless that's people who are, women who are bed bound, um, who, who never leave the house, I can't understand, like, that it isn't 100%. Katie, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I wasn't surprised at all that it was so high, to be honest. Obviously, it's sad to see. But I know a lot of the, the men in my life are really, like, shocked at that statistic. But for me, it's kind of like, I don't think I know a single woman in my life who hasn't been yeah. assaulted at some point. And I think the definition of assault is something that has we've become more aware of over recent years. I think a lot of people tend to think, oh, I haven't been, I haven't been raped, I haven't been beaten up, yeah. you know, therefore I'm not part of that percentage. When in reality, like... Just because somebody is not overtly, like, you know, sneaking around with, like, a dodgy tash and, like, a, a sort of, like, classic, like, scary, like, vibe doesn't mean they're not somebody who could assault you or could rape you. And so many people have had these more sort of, I guess, microaggressions in their life that do actually have a big impact on you. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I think the word rape as well is another thing that is like it's such an ugly word for a reason but what happens is um men think oh no i couldn't be a rapist i couldn't have raped someone when in in fact you know it like you said it's it, you're not a big you don't have to be a, a massive man with tattoos and facial hair down back alley it can be you know a a loving boyfriend seemingly who's uh, taken advantage when you know the girlfriend's drunk or you know it's it's and you know people wouldn't want to say rape they would just want to say oh um there was a lack of consent or they try and avoid the word um I think that's another thing it's just like 
um, rapists might not always be your typical bad guy. They they can be your friendly. I think that's why I think the whole not all men argument is so strange to me because at ninety seven percent of women experiencing something like that, like yes, not all men perpetrate that sort of thing, obviously but nearly all women have experienced that sort of thing. With statistics that high, it is enough to make you be reasonably wary of all, me- of all men. Like, you just have to be. You know, if you're yeah. walking down the street at night, you see a man, you cross the road. You know, and yes, that particular man might be okay, but you can't take that risk. Of course, of course. And um, I was sort of asking people on Instagram, what are some of the examples they, they felt like they've learnt growing up because they're a, a girl and because they're a woman in comparison to um, like what boys are taught growing up. And um, some of the answers were talking about, um, you know, I'm taught not to walk alone, I'm taught to walk in groups, I'm taught to not um, go out at night and, and like stuff like that, um, which is just, you, we take that for granted, I guess. We just, just you know, think that, uh, to be honest, I, I I think that, I guess I thought that boys were also taught, well, don't leave the house unless you're in groups and walk by yourself. Mm. Chris, were you taught anything like that? Um, Not really, not from that. I think anything I was told in that respect was less because it was more a, a racism kind of issue more than anything yeah, else. I but want, yeah. but I, it, even when I look at how the things that I was told versus my sister, um, it, it is different. It's definitely more of a focus on making sure you're not alone at all. Whereas if I'm to say, oh, I'm, yeah, I'm on my way home, it wouldn't really be a problem. I mean, if I was to say, oh, I'm cycling back for my friends tonight, fine, cool. If my sister said it, it would probably be like, do you want us to come pick you up? Do you want us to come get you? Yeah. Are you with anyone? And it's like, it's 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 not nice when you realise that because it's, you know, again, it's not right. Like, you shouldn't have to have that extra level of fear another uh, just one that popped into my mind was uh, like whenever i went to have like sleepovers when i was younger um i'd always be asked oh are there going to be any boys there were, when you asked to go to sleepovers chris were, was there any like a a question of oh are there any girls there no. like or was it just like you never can... katie did you find you asked if there were boys oh there? yeah every time it was like if there's like I would not be allowed to go to a sleepover if there were going to be boys there. Like, hell no. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which, for me, I've, you know, obviously, um, before I moved to my second secondary school, um, all my friends were mostly boys, pretty much. So, you know, it it was sort of, like, weird to me. Oh, well, you know, they're just my mates. They would never, never do anything like that. Um... Yeah, so, but it's it's right, though, that women are taught that because you don't know what's going to happen, I guess. Well, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think women should be taught to, to like, when they're, like, girls should be taught not to go to sleepovers if boys are there? Do you think that's a reasonable precaution? I don't know. I think there's, I mean, there's kind of, like, two different reasons why parents say that as well, isn't there? There's the obvious um sort of safety point of view and the distrust of teenage boys which i think is yeah valid just from you know i've heard stories from you know into detail but from my friends who've had sleepovers with boys and been made to feel really uncomfortable 
Um, but there's also just, I think it's quite normal for a lot of parents to be a bit overprotective of sort of like, oh, I don't want any funny business, you know, you shouldn't have a boyfriend until you're this old and that sort of thing. I think that's, um, there's that as well. So I think, honestly, I think it's kind of fair that yeah. girls are told not to go to sleepovers with boys, I think for both reasons. Um, the thing that's kind of more prominent to me is it's not just then, it's like it's always that women, when you're growing up, you're taught to regulate your behaviour rather than guys yes. being taught to regulate theirs. As in, like, yeah. dress codes at school, you know, being told by boyfriends, I don't think you should wear this short skirt because my friends have commented on it, you know, things like that. It always seems to be the women's problem and the women's problem to change themselves in order to prevent men from being awful, which is a shame. I think something okay. I've always thought is that there's a real issue with... um. So I remember back in episode five, um, when we had Piers and Sadie on, we talked about um, the issue of periods and how even then uh, the boys are taken out of the room and we're sent to go and play football yeah. or something or do something like that. And the girls taken to talk about periods. And it's like, that's a really stupid division to make to to kind of almost like protect them. Like, oh, it's not your issue. Don't worry about it. Don't worry. It's their issue. It's their issue to deal with. And it's like, well, that's just stupid from the beginning. But it's it's that all the way through, you know, that I feel like as a man, I I mean, I, I so my parents and, and living with my sister, I obviously I've over the years kind of learned things and been told to do things like, you know, if you're walking behind a woman uh, late at night, cross over to the other side of the road. Don't keep walking up behind her, just cross over to the other side of the road. And like things like that, like, my mum told me once, you know, maybe stop for a bit. Stop and, and like, just let let her go on ahead so that she sees there's distance between you rather than you closing the gap because it can feel like you're chasing her. And I was like, yeah, that's a fair enough point. And I, I've taken it and I, I try to do that always at uni and stuff when it's happened. I've been walking back from things. I think you could watch me from, like, a helicopter and you just see me zigzagging from one side of the street to the other <laughs> and i don't care about like i'm fine with that i was cool with that like it's fine but like i felt it was fine because i knew that from my position just as a human being you know you don't want someone coming up behind you in the dark when you can't see them and knowing that women were being told that you know that's a state where they could be vulnerable i was like i'm not I don't want to make that any worse. So it's a very small thing for me to do, to be like, look, I'm going to just make sure that situation doesn't arise in the first place. I'll cross over to the other side of the street. I've, I find that really interesting that you were taught that because I don't think there are... I mean, people can correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think many boys are taught to do that. I think it's from the sense of just trying to be a... Uh, I, I think my parents just always tried to raise me to be a good person for so which that sounds like i'm saying that people who weren't told this have been raised as bad for you that's not what i'm saying no. but like <laughs> yeah my parents they, they were always very focused on trying to make sure that um i picked up the behaviors that were going to make people feel comfortable rather than uncomfortable so i don't just walk into a room and say something really um that has a potential to offend people because i know in my mind if there's someone in the room who who could be offended by a joke I kind of think maybe I won't make that joke you know I, I just won't say that because I don't need to say it. I might have the freedom to say it but actually there's no need for it so I'm not going to do that mm -hmm. and it's things like that so I think it's just trying to be a 
considerate person. I think part of my personality is someone who's quite sensitive and gets, you know, personally spends maybe too much time worrying about how other people feel, is that I'm just very conscious of that always and will try and do something that limits my impacts on, on someone else, in a sense. I, you know, I'd rather make sure that my impact is really limited than do something which without knowing is really impacting someone negatively yeah but it's... i think that um, makes sense. if everyone were like you chris i think the world would be a much calmer and nicer place <laughs> so, thank yeah. you. Oh, i don't know i think the world would be a... i think we'd have different problems in the world but like, <laughs> yeah, I... Um... Actually, I just that... wondered if there was a story i could share with you I and mean, i hate the fact that i'm like talking so much i will try and shut up in a minute Ooh, but it was a a story i i think my sister shared it to me um from a few years ago um and it's by do you know the actor jamie dornan no yeah. he was in 50 shades of gray i want to oh. say yeah and the fool um is he the main guy in it possibly i don't i don't really know i have to be honest um but so it yes yeah, so it's from 2015 and i'm not saying it because I'm like, guys, let's go cancel this person. I'm just, it's just something that it, it surprised me that someone could say this openly, but okay. So basically the story was that he admitted that he stalked a woman on the London underground because he wanted to prepare for a role in the fall playing a psychopath, a serial killer. And so he, he explained, and this is his words. Um, so he, in his mindset, he was like, can we get arrested for this? This is a really bad reveal. I, like, followed a woman off the train one day to see what it felt like to pursue someone like that. I really kept my distance. She got off a few stops earlier than I was planning, so I said, right, I have to commit to this. I followed her around a couple of street corners and then was like, what are you doing? It felt kind of exciting in a really sort of dirty way. I'm sort of not proud of myself, but I do honestly think I learned something from it. And it's like, Trash. I don't know. It's weird. It's weird that you, <laughs> I, I, okay. So like, and he obviously says, you know, I'm not proud of it. It wasn't right. I knew it was wrong, but it's like, there's a step too far, right? Like, okay. It's an actor you're trying to get into this. That's not okay. There are some lines you do not cross as a person. And that felt like one of them, like literally admitting to a national newspaper. Oh, I stalked a woman off a train. All I could think was this poor woman has become part of you trying to do something. And you don't like know her that. history either. She could that have was, been raped anything just thought, in the past. That could have been really upsetting hmm. and triggering. I her. thought that was so horrible. And I, you know, the worst thing about it, I felt, was that it was, you know, it was this woman. Like, we don't know anything about, I, like, I don't know anything about her. It, she is yeah. just a woman. And I know everything about this guy. And I was like, I don't. I don't really care what you did and how you felt in this situation because you shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't have been doing this that to get into that role. A while ago. This poor I I would I it made me feel sick, to be honest. I read it and I was like I think it, it really sparked me to to try and make sure I was learning more because I was just like, You you know this is wrong, right? You know that that's too far, surely. Yeah, I'm so gross. 
Like, just not thinking at all about how she would feel, I mean, and the whole being like, oh, I was feeling this, I was thinking this. And, like, that that's, like, a woman's worst nightmare. Like, you're on a train. Yeah. Women, especially on the underground at night as well, like, you know, you'd be thinking, like, you're constantly, you have to have your wits about you when you're travelling as a woman. You're constantly thinking, like, oh, this person... And you always have anxiety as well. Yeah, like, yeah. oh, this person got off oh. the same stop as me. Oh, now they're walking the same way as me. I hope nothing's going on. And that's such, like, yeah. that's your worst nightmare as a woman to be, sort of, have to be paranoid and, like, the feeling that someone's following you and have to think about that. It was just weird because obviously, I was, like I was saying, I had the opposite thing of being told, don't do that to a woman. And I was like, hang on, so you're doing this thing which I know in my mind is so wrong on a ridiculous number of levels. Like, it would never occur to me if I was trying to get into that role. Okay, so what I should do here is I should get off and, and follow this woman. That is the most... How? Where? Where do you get that thought from? That's like, oh, I'm playing a murderer, so maybe I'll murder someone to yeah, see, it's like, see how it makes me feel. Yeah. You don't need to do that. Don't. It's not worth it. No. It, if you're a good enough bad. actor, you can do that without, without harassing yeah. like, some you, poor woman on the underground. Yeah. And you it's not. Even, I, yeah, you... Again, I'm not. I know that people are going to get angry and be like, "Oh, you're trying to." Can-. I'm not trying to get into cancel culture or anything, but it, like, it's it's the behaviour, it's the underlying behaviour, and the way he was able to describe that. Yeah. Is like. There's an issue there. That's yeah. that's what I'd really like to challenge to be like, you know, that's wrong, right? I mean, don't apologise for bringing that up, saying you're worried about cancel culture. Like, I think something like that shows a lot about someone's mindset. And if I knew, you know, for example, um, Chris, I know obviously you at Birmingham Uni too, a fellow alumni. Um, there's a load of Facebook pages for people at the uni of sort of like confessions pages. So one's called like Brumfests. And there was a post um. on there recently, um, which was basically someone saying like, I'm a man and um, I just want to admit this. I sometimes um, like to, if I'm walking behind a woman at night, I'll sometimes speed up just to like see their reaction. Like I know I'm a good person and I'd never really hurt them, but it does give me a thrill to know that I'm freaking them out a bit and that I have that power over them. And it's a similar thing, like, I, that, that's just disgusting, it shows so much but about the mindset. that could hurt them. Like, he's yeah. saying, and I'm that... a good person, I would never hurt them, trying to justify his own behaviours, and then the same breath saying, yeah, I did it because it made me feel good. It's like, you're putting your own weird, strange, perverted frill above yeah. the safety of this woman, and, like, you infringing on her safety is hurting her. Like... Yeah. What's wrong with that? That does person? actually answer something for me, though, which is often we wonder why men do stuff. Like, I mean, that doesn't answer the whole side of it, but um, a few months ago, Pierce and I had had an argument, um, and I we were on a walk or a bike. We were on a bike ride. Um, and so I decided to, like, go home. And... Um, so I was like a couple of minutes ahead of him. We weren't like completely separated or whatever, but um, the two men, and this is like two roads away from my road, um, slowed down and beeped their horns at me, like like pretty much within a few minutes of each other. And I was like, shit, Pierce, if we ever argue now, like you can't, we can't like leave each other when we're not. And that, and that means like, that feels really humiliating for me. I can't walk off if I'm pissed off. Like, I have to be yeah. with him, even if, like, you know what I mean? You've like, lost some freedom there. Yeah, Like, you exactly. can't operate as your own individual human being. You have to be 
with someone else so that you feel safe. That's disgusting. Yeah. And even when I've needed to, you know, because we're in lockdown and everything and I'm quite isolated where I live, if I ever need to go on a walk to sort of let off some steam or just get out of the house, there's always a a fear of, you know, well, I am by myself in in quiet on quiet roads in the middle of nowhere and you know you don't know what can happen and his parents don't like me going out and Piers doesn't really like me going out either so it's it is quite like difficult and it's interesting I remember you saying something um I think I might have seen it on your Instagram or maybe we spoke about it um about yeah so I was thinking about um being back at uni and you know I'd obviously obviously like go to my friend's house and things and you know maybe I'd leave like midnight one o'clock whatever like we'd have a good time and I just leave and put my headphones in, turn my music up and walk. And I did that every single time. And I never felt, um, you know, it, it didn't, it, I felt fine doing that. And I remember you saying that that was something you didn't feel like you could do because oh, of the, um, the safety. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just one of those moments when you realize, I think I realized, um, and again, this is going to trigger some people, but I don't really care. Um, it's the, it's the privilege in there about um it's the fact that i have that privilege that i can just walk around with my headphones in and not actually it, it doesn't occur to me that i might have lost some kind of, of safety in there i just think well it's fine i'm walking i'm going to be fine nothing is going to happen to me and it's not it's just there i just feel that and i and to put myself or to try and put myself in your shoes and think imagining what it would be like if i felt like i couldn't do that it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's crazy and I'd never really I feel again it was most wake up calls for me um in that I know that you guys say oh you know I wish people were more like you but it, it was one of those things that I there are things like that that I never realized and I I was like wow okay yeah that's that's a privilege that I have that that lots of women don't have and that's have you ever okay. pretended that you were on the foot like katie would have done it i'm sure oh, yeah. um, most women do it pretend pretend that you're on the phone to someone just so that not like you, you know that um this person isn't gonna like kidnap you or do something because you, they think you've got someone on the phone i've never telling... had to do that i've never i've never i've never no. had to, felt like i had to do that but yeah. i know that in on the like the flip side of that i know that um people I lived with, especially in first, second year, who um, would go to work in, in Birmingham City Centre and come back maybe like midnight, whatever, on the train. They would be like, oh, can I call you on my way back from the station? And I'd be like, yes, that's that's fine. I can understand. Because I knew that what they were saying was it's not that they particularly wanted to talk to me. It was more... They... <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> not, not oh, of course, like, yeah. I actually hate you, but I just want to know. It was like, I could understand that they were doing it from that safety perspective of of being on the phone mm. to someone so that a they would deter anyone from trying to do anything and if something did happen obviously i'd know about it and i was just like it's so weird i don't have to not even weird it's just wrong that i can go about my life and never have to justify oh i'm leaving my friends like i don't have to message my parents but like i'm leaving my friend's house now um it should take me x amount of time to get home i don't yeah, have to do yeah. that but i know women do have to do that yeah, and it's those kind of privileges that men don't realize that we have. Men, men are going around thinking, "Oh, I don't have any privilege." That is a privilege that we have as men. We need to get that in our heads. That is a privilege. Don't. If you're listening to this and you're like, "Oh, I don't have any privilege," there are so so many examples like that 
a privilege that we hold that women don't have. Yeah, and it sometimes it can be a bit more complicated. Like I remember being told that actually, if you're on the phone, um, that that can be dangerous as well because you're not paying attention to your surroundings. So I've been told, okay, well, like text someone to let you know, let them know where you are, but then be aware. So if you need to run or whatever, that you you can do that without being distracted. And I remember thinking, okay, well. I'll have one earphone in for the call and then the other earphone out so that, you know, I'm I'm still aware or stuff like that, which, again, is... That's so ridiculous you know, because you're being told, you know, OK, so you need to tell people where you are um, and so yeah. you should, like, pretend to be on the phone. But don't pretend to be on the phone because then that will put you in a position of um, not being safe. Uh, maybe actually yeah. be on the phone because then you'll be able to talk to someone. But also don't do that because you'll be losing awareness. So you, like have an <laughs> yeah. earphone in. But also don't have exactly. earphones in because it's like, no, you can't tell people these because all of these things. But I feel anxious about this because there's so many like do this but not this, do this but not this. Yeah, exactly. That you don't makes know. my anxiety rise. Fuck's sake, I don't have to actually do any of this. You guys do, and I'm like. <laughs> I, I don't think I'd be able to leave the house. I don't I don't think I'd be able to do anything because I'd be living in constant fear. And I I hate that, you know? That's so r- wrong to me as a as a human being that any other human being ever has to think about all these different things. It's like, no, that's not that's not okay. That's not right. And um <sighs> sort of slightly going back to men not realising that they're doing anything wrong because you know they're not raping anyone but um but still causing problems i um i've i've thought about it a lot over the last couple of years because at the time i didn't think much of it but i went to a gig by myself in london and it wasn't long after um some of the terrorist attacks and everyone was quite nervous about me going by myself and stuff but i i was like full my attitude was for all I know, I could be hit by a bus down my lane. Um, so I might as well enjoy my life and, you know, who cares? I've got a bit of a slightly different attitude to that now. I'm a bit more careful. Um, but I wanted to go to this gig and it was a person that I was desperate to see for ages and hadn't had a chance. So I decided to go. And um, this man who is in his mid-30s, only a few years younger than my uh yeah only a few years younger than my dad um was (laughs) decided to he sort of stood behind me and he tapped me on the shoulder and was like my my camera quality is much better than yours would you um let me send you the some better footage and you can have my videos and I sort of felt a bit awkward and he was sort of had his hand out to take my phone and I was thinking he could take my phone right now and run off for all I know, but I felt nervous, so I just sort of let him do it. And then he said, oh, let me buy you a drink. And I was thinking, it's £6 a pint here, sure. <laughs> you can you can buy me a drink. And then he wanted to introduce me to his friends, and I just remember him... This None of this was particularly bad. It wasn't great because I didn't feel very comfortable. Um, and I did point out to him that he was only a couple of years younger than my dad, and that didn't put him off, which you'd like to think it would put off someone Mm. um but anyway um I said to him he said oh I've I've got to get my train 
it's my last train. If I don't leave now, I'll miss. And I'll, I was like, oh, okay, bye then. Like, we'd had no, like, there was no contact and stuff. And he goes, oh, um, you're, you're going that way too, though. Like, um, why don't you come with me? Um, I wouldn't want you being you know, walking there by yourself. I was like, I walked here by my, like, from the station by myself. I'm fine. Um, you know, I've got friends in London in case, you know, I need to contact them or stay at theirs or anything like that. And he was oh, I really think you should come with me, though. And he kept saying it and kept saying it. And he's like, oh, I'm going to miss my train. I'm going to, I was like, then go then, you know, like, you, you, and I, I think this guy, if, like, if I'm honest, I think he just wanted to have a cheeky little kiss um but that's not what I wanted and the other thing was he made me feel really uncomfortable and um I was considering going to an after party there and then after that I thought actually I just want to go home I don't want anything to happen and then he had my number from sending the photos because he put his uh took my number from my phone and um and then he kept messaging me um and nothing you know creepy nothing like nasty but just I was thinking oh oh god like this guy you know it's it's a bit uncomfortable and I ended up blocking him and then I felt guilty because I blocked him but you know that's just sort of an example of how saying that he didn't do anything wrong let's like say but he just made me uncomfortable and I can I share a story from one of my one of my friends so I while you was having that story, I was like, like, you know, even as I said, like, there's something that just in my stomach, I was like, this is horrible. Um, like a similar yeah. kind of story in some ways. Um, so I'm I'm just gonna read it out as it's as it is because it feels better that way. Um, it is like I'm not saying who it is, and I I don't think there's anything um identifiable in there. So that feels good to me. Um. So, when I was 17 and walking home from school, this guy, complete stranger, came up to me and kept talking and I did not want to talk to him. I was fucking terrified, but he wouldn't leave me alone, so I started talking to him. And then he followed me around the shopping centre, and I was just trying to buy some mouthwash, you know? And then he was very persistent and asking for a date, and I said no. But he kept asking, and again, I was terrified. So I agreed, and I was like, it's fine, I won't turn up. Then he asked for my number, and obviously I fake-numbered him. But then he checked immediately and called my phone, so I had to real-number him so that he'd leave me alone. Then he wouldn't stop texting me, and the day we were meant to have our date, I cancelled. And he called me a bitch and a slut, and he hoped that I died. He recognised my school uniform, though, so for the rest of the school year, I was scared of getting murdered on the way home. Also, he knew I was 17, and, she was, and he was 23. Oh my god. Poor girl. I was just like so scary. So scary. What what went through his fucking mind that he was like in a school uniform as well? Like there's so many red flags in that. There's so many things that should have been like to him, he should have been like, I shouldn't do this. The first of all being it's a complete stranger. Maybe you don't just go up to them and start talking to them. She was in her school uniform. Don't do that, especially if, like, he was 23. Going, don't do that. And, like, it, oh, I can't, I can't. Like, the more I read this, I actually had to... Well, I felt like I wanted to put my phone down, but I also was like, no, no, no. The fact this makes you feel uncomfortable is 
for me, it's like, this is what people have to go through. So I felt like I had to keep reading. And I, even then, it was like, yeah, obviously I've asked all these people if I can share their stories and, and I wouldn't share it without their permission. Um, yeah. But you know, it's just one example of, of course. Far too many similar ones. Um, and I felt like it was kind of relevant there because it it is something about the it's it's this like power that I feel like oh, certain yeah. men have that they feel like they can just do that. They can just be like, Can I have your number? And then like I'm gonna check to make sure it's a real number. And it's like, you don't have any right to do that to someone. You really don't. Like there are <laughs> There are people I consider friends and I don't have their mobile numbers and I've never felt like pursuing down the lines of like, I can see, I know what you're thinking. No. Um, but even that, right, even then, right? So 10 years ago, when I say to you, oh, can I have your number? And you said, no, I'm really sorry. I, you know, whatever. I didn't then start continuing going, why can't I have your I number? Why not? It. Like, you should just give me your number. We're friends. Give me your number. Like, I would never do that. I just stopped because that's what any decent human being should do. Yeah. If you ask and for someone's number, and to the point that I didn't even say remember. No, yeah. Get the fuck out. Enjoyed you outing yourself, so, there, Chris. That was good. You know, obviously, it's not. It's a different context because obviously it wasn't a. There wasn't anything more there, but like. No. Yeah. I knew that there was. I knew the very simple concept that no means no. You didn't you even ask no. why. Yeah. No, because I didn't need to. Because it's not relevant no. to it, you know? It's like, you said no, and I was like, why? Why do I need to keep going? Why would I then start going, why, why, you know, give me a number? Like, that would just be fucking weird. Like, yeah. so I just was like, stop. Fortunately, lots of people don't. I mean, I used to work, um, obviously you guys know, I used to work as a fundraiser, um, sort mm. of in Birmingham and surrounding cities last year. And so when you're sort of standing on the street and you have to approach oh, people and you so have to vulnerable. be really friendly, um to sort of get to pitch them and get to talk to them um but half the time sort of it would just be like a younger sort of guy would come up to you and you know they're not really interested in what you're actually trying to say or like the, the work you're trying to do and they just sort of they, they hear you out and then they just ask for your number and it's kind of like like even you know the fact even if I did like fancy you I'm at work it's a time for a start like i'm at work and also you say no sorry i'm at work and they just keep asking and it's like i had so many occasions where i had to um i had to just had to give guys my number and then like say sorry yeah. i'm not interested when they were texting and they wouldn't get it and i had to block them in the end because you couldn't give them a fake yeah. number because they're going to drop call your phone and like you it's yeah. so um it's so upsetting that as a woman you feel like you can't you can't stand up for yourself and you can't sometimes forcefully say no because you don't know what's going to happen yeah. to you. And there's so many cases of, there's been so many cases of women who turned down a guy and like actually stuck to their guns and said, no, I'm not giving them my number, turned them down. And then they've been attacked because of it. Mm. And obviously mm. like, I don't assume every guy who asked my number is going to attack me if I say no, but you can't take that risk. And so, and then if they're going to drop call your phone, you can't even give them a fake number. So you just end up feeling really uncomfortable all the time and not knowing when you're going to get these weird messages and, not knowing if the they're going to contact you from a different phone. You know, Kat, you were saying how you felt bad for blocking them. That's yeah, like... I did, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, why? Like, that's not on yeah, you. Yeah. Nothing about that is on no, me. <laughs> a person acted inappropriately and you were like, I don't want you in my life. And like, it's so yeah. because I know that for me, I, I wouldn't feel 
guilty about that. I'd be like, I'm just not fucking dealing with that shit today. And I was like, yeah, it's this extra level of, of something as a woman that you you feel bad about it. And it's like, I, I hate that you feel bad about that because you should feel perfectly free if a guy messages you out of the blue oh, and says yeah. something like that. You'd be like, fuck off. I don't feel bad about like, it. I block people that there's no tomorrow. I mean, well, I think my, my attitude was at the time, I thought, oh, well, he's bought me a drink. So that means like, you know, I owe him like something. I, I owe him. Yeah. <sighs> like, yeah. So yeah. it's sort of I, uh, my attitude is different now because, you know, I'm older and I'm in a relationship. And I think Pierce has taught me a lot because. Oh, for sure. But I wonder if maybe yeah. that mindset that you had when you were younger is something that maybe lots of women younger also have and, oh, and women your age and women older yeah. than you also have so i think it's useful that we that you're able to share that and i you know i personally i would say to i mean well i can't no i can't because i wanted to say hey you know don't feel like you have to give your number up but obviously that's not the end because yeah so in fact you know what that's not what i'm saying i'm saying to men don't be fucking creeps and ask for <laughs> women's numbers like that you don't have any right to it. I don't care if you bought them a drink or two drinks or ten drinks. If they don't want to give you their number, they don't want to. And if they say no in any situation, it fucking means no. Just understand yeah. and get into your head that there's no no mean there's not no means yes, they're not playing hard to get. Yeah. If yeah. they say no, they mean no. It's a very yeah. simple concept. And if you haven't got that into your head by the age of seven like <laughs> go and do something about it because you're a fucking idiot i mean there's still this concept think... as well of like kind of like pride and prejudice mr darcy era of oh. women having to be coy oh. and playing hard to get so like oh no i said i couldn't give you my number but that's not possibly because i don't want to it's because i'm just being polite and that's just so it's so outdated and it's not the case and it means that it's it just makes me angry honestly when people don't take my word for it like I'll say no to something, and they take that as an invitation. And they think you're being feisty. It's like, you know, they oh, don't they don't respect yeah. your actual choice to say the no thing and I to mean it. I always say, so you flip it on its head. If I someone asked me to do something, and I said no, I would expect them as a fellow human being to understand that I'm saying no, and and stop. You know, so why should I not be able to do that in reverse? If I expect someone else to respect me saying no. How on earth can I ever go through a day and not respect someone else's right to say no? That's just, it's wrong, so wrong. A really, anyway. um, a really fun one as well is um, this is obviously COVID times. I've really missed. You know, I'm a student. Obviously, I've missed clubbing. I've missed going out. But there's some parts <laughs> of it I really haven't missed at all. And specifically, oh, it's yeah. the idea that if someone sort of approaches you when you're clubbing and is like wanting to get with you, if you say no a lot of the time they'll only respect it if you have a boyfriend which is weird and it's not even if they're even if they're not there it's like if you say no it's like oh come on why not and sort of trying to keep trying to get with you keep whereas if you say no i have a boyfriend it's like oh because there's a there's another man i respect his decision but or i don't they're like or they don't believe you if you say you've got a boyfriend they're like oh well where is he then yeah like that's and another thing i've a, had a follow on to that i i've had someone share with me that um say they're lesbian and they said i have a girlfriend oh yeah, and that, I know where this is going that wasn't yeah. um 
respects in the same way that we're saying that if you know there are times where if you say to a man i have a boyfriend it's like oh okay she's taken she's out you know i gotta go chase someone else but this person saying i have a girlfriend was like oh well let me show you what you're missing it's like yeah hang on no no, no you can't <laughs> again it's just it's respecting it's like, a I'll man's only no, respect but a situation a yeah that's the thing it's like i'll only respect it if you like belong to another man but if it's a woman ah, oh, no no you're just you know you're like you're lying to yourself like let me show you that it's like fuck off that doesn't there's all there's also the idea that if a woman is kissing another woman that they're doing it for a man's benefit instead yeah, of doing th- it because they want to do that yeah that's yeah, yeah. so sick um i was gonna ask katie uh if you're not comfortable we'll cut it but um, I thought it might be interesting to discuss the group chat that was made about boys oh wanting God, to yeah. try and take our virginity yeah. without us. Yeah. There's a lot I can say about thing. school. I can also talk about the fact that, you know, certain few people from pretty much from year eight until year 12 thought it was okay to grab my ass whenever they saw me. And I never really felt comfortable enough to stand up to it and would sort of pass it off as a joke. And it wasn't until these sort of things started happening in front of teachers. And one teacher in particular, who was very lovely, pulled me aside and said, are you okay? Do you want me to get involved? That I actually felt able to forcefully stand up to them and be like, you need to stop. Like, you're not my friend and this is not okay. But that went on for years, you know, at school. It's so common. That there were some boys in our school that I mean there is in every school but um that we just twats not even like sex obsessed but just sort of they they had the mission to get through as many of the women at school as possible and because Katie and I were like virgins at the time they saw it as a it was until you started going out with Will and then they kept like it going um still but like just about me at that point because they respected you had a boyfriend by then which is just ridiculous but um yeah katie and i we had a group chat made about who could take our virginity first and they had like rules that if they got a hug from us they'd message in the group chat saying like they were like getting points to be one step closer and um they would do it in class how many how many men were in this group chat I think four, wasn't it? About four, four or five, five. yeah. The worst thing was they were our friends. Oh, yeah, it, and we were, like, good friends with them, yeah. Not with all of them, you know, acquaintances with some, but it was, like, the friendship group can't live, I guess, adjacent to ours. And they thought that was... Yeah, and okay. I... The, do you know... Well, Chris didn't know, but... um, The reason we found out about the group chat is because I started dating one of them. And he told me, and there was pictures they'd taken of us just walking around um, in this chat. Like, there was one of my shoulder, like, yeah, really odd. And he said, oh, because we're dating now, I feel like I've got to tell you. And showed me the chat. And I was like, well, that's nice. And then I was thinking in my head, yep, definitely not sleeping with you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God I didn't, but... Um... So the only point where he felt it was wrong was when you were actually dating him. Not yep. before, not the creepy taking pictures about your consent, yeah, not yeah. the point scoring for things as simple as having a hug. Be, us being nice Just to them, being like with you beings. suddenly is like, 
oh, now I feel like I should... Did he apologise? I don't think so. I don't remember. He, he might have, but I don't remember it. Um, I think I didn't... The uh, I guess I regret not making a big deal about it. I think I just sort of accepted it. And that's the thing. Like, now, looking back, that's a really fucked up thing to do. And I hope they've all learned to be more respectful of women because, you know, it just, it now just feels so uncomfortable. Um, yeah. Do you say you feel better, like, you, like, I don't know, like, it's so unfair that you're put in that position and it's like, how could you have been expected to, like, who would know how to react to that? No one would, like, imagine, uh, from my side, I'm trying to imagine finding out that there's this group chat with people like I wouldn't know what to do I'd be so fucking terrified and the other thing is we know the school wouldn't have done much about it because I think one because we're in sixth form I feel like they wouldn't have cared as much and the, the other thing was that when I I remember when I joined the school um there was drama going on because the boys had been caught and I think it was some of the same boys actually um were caught with a list of who's got the best bum. Do you remember that, Katie? Yeah, unfortunately. Um, and I just joined school at the time, and I remember all of this going on. And um, yeah, and I don't think there was really the right response from the school. No, I don't know. I just I think they what, sort of let it go. What was the response? Do you remember? Well, I don't, I don't remember there being a response, really... to be honest. Exactly. I, I feel like they were just caught out and they were like, it was meant to be a bit embarrassing for them that they'd been caught with, because it was literally like the names of the girls and then ratings all the way down it. Um, yeah, and I think I think we would remember if there was a response. Nobody got like excluded or like in massive amounts of like detention or anything like that so the response couldn't have been great and i actually think that's worse than two boys having a fight you know that's a million times worse yeah. that's so yeah. so much that's uh... it's always kind of treated as like a boys will be boys no they haven't actually injured exactly. anyone so it's okay but i mean with yeah with the group chat thing i see it was horrible but i wasn't massively surprised to be honest because there was so much you know when you're I mean there's so many instances I can remember from being that age being in like secondary school and sixth form of similar boys or different ones just being really inappropriate and making me really uncomfortable and I don't like to I don't like to think a lot about school to be honest because there's so many things I remember that I feel so embarrassed about to think of because I remember people treating me in a certain way and me not responding to it and me not standing up yeah. myself and sort of trying to laugh along because I wanted to fit in and was worried people would um, call me too sensitive or something if I got upset over it. And it's funny that I, I kind of, I had a really interesting conversation recently after people talking about this sort of stuff at the minute with a lot of my female friends here at uni. And turns out it's such a universal thing for all of us. So many girls don't like mm. thinking back to their teen years because they remember sort of being treated badly by lots of men and not standing up for themselves and you feel guilty for not saying something at the time and you feel embarrassed for letting that happen and that's such a universal thing yeah. for women I think I think another thing is that or personally for me with you see the boys being so immature at school 
that all you want to do is date somebody older this is like obviously you know quite personal to me but I feel like it is something a lot of teenage teenage girls do which is you think oh all the boys my age are just twats I I want to go out with someone who's older and is a bit more wise about the thing but the truth is actually you know when the men are a few years older they're not necessarily better behaved they just are better at hiding their immaturities and you know the way they look at women they they are a bit more sly about it um I'm not saying all men why anyone no but it's interesting so I you know me and my sister are fairly close and, and we share a lot and she came home um a couple of days ago from school and told me about a um a situation where she'd been with a group of people and they've been making they've been, they've been making jokes like 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 groups of friends do and in this case it was quite a lot of boys and one way or another it ended up being jokes about about feminists and it was like um i you know i don't even uh, i don't remember what they are but it you know it was just really clear in a group things and she told me that she felt really uncomfortable and she was like she didn't know how to call that out she didn't she didn't feel comfortable yeah. with her. so she was like she made a face and obviously was like i don't this is not okay but she didn't know what to say and apparently one of them afterwards then um said to her oh you know i i i know it wasn't great that we were making those jokes i don't i'm not proud of it and it's like but you still did it <laughs> don't do it then, you know maybe. you still did it like don't just you and we're you not on about just kids. Say they it. are you can't just seventeen, eighteen. Put... They're like seventeen. Well. Yeah, exactly. They're the same age as her. And I was just like, no, you don't understand. You, okay, if you're going to apologize, great. Apologize for being a, a dick and making you feel uncomfortable. Now go and follow that up with some actual concrete action to make sure you understand why that was inappropriate, why you shouldn't have made it, and that you're not going to make those jokes again. Because I. My heart broke when she was telling me this story because I was like, that's not, you know, I, I like to, wherever possible, I want to make sure that she feels empowered to do whatever the hell she wants to do in life, whatever that may be. And the fact that she was saying those things and saying that she was there not knowing how to respond, from my side, it's, it's not the same context, but, you know, in terms of jokes based around race and things, people have made jokes and I've... I've frozen up. I've actually mm. not known what to say. And I, I've i done the same thing. I've like made a face and I've been like, I think I have to laugh because it, it will make this go away. And knowing that she's going for it from her perspective for a different reason, I was just like, it was. it's just one of those moments and you're like, oh my God. I think, I think uh, it might be a bit different now, but Katie, you were always very proud to call yourself a feminist. For me, I was always, I'd always be like, I'm not a feminist, but I believe this. You'd be like, I'm one of the boys. <laughs> yeah, and I just had this like attitude that, um, like, it sounds really bad now, but I this was you know an attitude I had in the past that women were being dramatic about things, and actually, if you look at statistics of employment and all of that, it's it, it's hard to argue with. You know, you do realize. And that's why I've tried to make an active effort now, because even me, someone who, like, you know, I consider myself to be 
reasonably like intelligent i'm not mm. saying i'm the brightest person in the world but um was believed like i completely believed that you know men and women were pretty much uh, I, you know i recognized that there were some differences but um i thought we chose to be uh, i thought women sort of like i don't know how to explain um chris do you kind of get what i mean like I do, I yeah, actually, I'd, I'd, Katie? I'd love to share with you so i again i asked on my story um and I tried to, to to ask men what they felt. I, I I asked a couple of questions, and one of them was, "What do you think feminism is?" Because for me, I've always described myself as a as a feminist. I'm proud to be a feminist. I think it's great to be a feminist, and I think anyone who's not is got to question who the hell they are and what they think is important. Because it's um, at the heart of it for me, it's it's about equality for all. It's, it's a very simple yeah. concept. It doesn't have to be more complex than that. It's very basic nature. Feminism is trying to make sure that in every single situation there are equal rights and equal opportunities um, for men and women, for any people of any gender. That that's, that's just what it is. And so I got a variety of different, um, different responses. And I just kind of like to share them and, and hear yeah. what you guys think. Yeah, it. You know, it's, it's some of it is is difficult, and I, 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 I feel like I have to apologise for some of them because they're not. That's right. We've probably heard yeah. it all before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. So you know, one of them came in. Um, equal rights, equal pay, or equal opportunity, and recognizing that men are privileged in everyday life. And I was like, okay, good. I like it. That feels. That feels so. It feels like you've understood it. Um, the fight for full equalities between genders. Yes. Perfect. Great. Supporting equality for all genders, fine. And then you get into some of the like, hmm. um, I'd say feminism is a fight for equality, unless you're a radical. And I was like, okay, here we go, here we go. And I know, I know exactly what this person means. They're like, oh yeah, equality's good, but like, not those women who are burning their bras, not those ones. Yeah. Those those guys, they're going too far. They're crazy. And um, one of the ones that really okay you know like wow um so what do you think feminism is a movement mostly dead in western countries that is at times co-opted to put a veil on miss andrew which as i've learned is the um hatred towards men so i was like hang on okay let's stop a second you think feminism is mostly dead and at times is just used so that people can express and let's be honest what you're saying is Women can express how much they hate men. You are without the, what? Let's just stop here just for a second. Trash behavior. What don't you understand? What don't you get about this? It's not about. Let's go back a second. The basic nature of feminism is about equality between the genders. It's not about placing women above men. It's not about taking, you know, like revenge against men for anything it's about establishing equality in everything that happens in life and i don't understand how someone can look at this and go oh well actually feminism doesn't exist it's not a thing like it doesn't happen anymore yeah. like, they did that they got the vote uh, and they got equal pay so that's done that's dead no one's a feminist anymore um and the only time it's mentioned is because people want to express some hatred towards men and i was like no 
that's not it. That's not the case. The times where women are sharing stories and experiences like like you two have done today and like I've had from my friends this week where men have hurt them and made them feel unsafe and made them feel vulnerable. These are just their lived experiences. They're really horrible, horrible, horrible things. And they're just saying, this is what I've been through. And in this case, yes, it was at the hands of a man. That doesn't mean that you need to start thinking, oh, well, she just hates men. No, she's been hurt by a man. Mm. And the one reaction a man should have to hearing that is, this is horrific and I need to fix my behaviours to make sure that I'm not replicating what that man did, because it might not be you. But that doesn't mean that you're innocent. It just means that you need to make sure that you never do that. It's so I do think... I'm so angry about that. I'm sorry. No. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, like, I know Kate and I probably have said it a few times, but um, we'll joke saying, oh, men are trash. Like... And even though that is generalising, saying, oh, men are trash, it's because normally we're talking about an action a guy does that, in our experience, most men do. Like, instead of complimenting your personality or your intelligence, they'll say, oh, nice tits or nice bum, (laughs) you know? Like, and then it's, oh, men are trash. Like, and, and that's the thing, like, that doesn't mean we're men haters it just means that our expectations of men have been gradually over the years lowered there was um, a, a friend shared to me like maybe you, i don't know what you would think of this but she said um you know, she said it's not just men we as women can be just as bad and i was like oh, yes yeah. absolutely yes. and then she said you know saying things like men are trash why do men it was for her a defense mechanism it was just a way of, of trying to like get past it because it's it's a it's it very hard right. it's a horrible thing it's her being hurt and it's like a defense thing just be like, oh men are trash and like try and yeah get past it and i i was like yeah i i understand that absolutely and i wanted to make sure that from my side i explained that i knew that and i was like yeah absolutely and but the defense mechanism is there because there's an issue because if there wasn't an issue, an ongoing exactly. issue, you wouldn't develop a defence mechanism. The very fact that you've developed it and are calling it a defence mechanism is a sign that it's happened far too many times to you and you've heard it too many times from other women. So it's not all men, but it's enough men that women are constantly feeling unsafe and vulnerable. Yeah. and That's the real thinking. issue here. You know? Got to say, for me, Should I go whole, through like... some of this? Oh, sorry. I was going to say for oh, me, like Katie. the whole... Um sort of men are trash statement is an interesting one because I know I say it myself to be honest and obviously with a sweeping generalization like that it's not true of course all men aren't trash um it I can understand to be honest why some men would hear that and think I haven't done anything wrong this person's being unreasonable I feel hurt by this but I think the main thing to sort of notice as a man would be that the reason people are saying these just statements like almost for comedic effect like our oh, men are trash it's as a response to just being so exhausted by having to explain themselves all the time you know sometimes you don't want to say oh yeah this particular guy did this and this and this and this sometimes you just want to say screw it they're all trash don't even think about it anymore and it's kind of it is just a response to being exhausted through having to constantly educate people and explain yourself all the time and i think the way if i you... think about it is like from a race 
sorry, from a racism side of things. Mm. Oh God, it's a horrible bet. Yeah, <laughs> racism side of things. It's one of those things that you're like, you kind of like put your shields up so you can protect yourself and try and hide of the facts that I don't think you could operate as a human being otherwise. I don't think I could operate as a human being if I actually, you know, if I thought about every experience that I've had in terms of a racism perspective, it does, it makes me want to not ever leave the house or talk to anyone ever again, quite honestly. Yeah. And, you know, I can't ever fully put myself in the shoes of a woman and I don't pretend to. But from what I can understand, I feel like it's it's a similar kind of situation that if 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 there wasn't a defence mechanism there, how could a woman feel safe to ever do anything, you know? So... I don't know, I, I think it's lazy for men to just, like, oh, well, I wouldn't do it. It's like, no, 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 it, it's, it's really, it's, it, I can't, I can't, <laughs> I'm so angry about it. I, I mean, I, I'm gonna stop it's like when it. men sort of put, into, in order to sort of tear down the idea and explain why they don't like feminism, or why they don't agree with what you're saying, they put all their energy into picking apart one point and saying, this is a sweeping statement, you shouldn't say that because it doesn't yeah. apply to me. And it's like, yes, I, I, you know, I understand that these conversations can make you feel picked on. But if you really think that the most important thing there is your feelings, then mm-hmm. it just shows a level of, exactly. of real lack of understanding, I think, to try and change the conversation Completely. into about you're making me feel bad rather than 97% of women have experienced it's harassment incredibly in their selfish. Life. Yeah. It's incredibly selfish for, in my it, mind, like... for people to listen to that and then to be like, well, not me. It's like, I would actually think in that situation, first of all, you know, congrats for doing the bare minimum and not being a bad person. Really thumbs up to you. That's great. Now work out <laughs> how we can keep that going and ideally go beyond that to to try and, and change things and do better and make sure that you, you know you understand this was wrong this made a woman feel unsafe i'll make sure that i definitely don't do this and if there's even like in my mind something that could lead to that let's cut it off early like use it as an opportunity to constantly check yourself and make sure that you're being the best person you can be. Don't use it as an opportunity to grandstand about how you, you're like, oh, I'm actually fine and I'm not a sexist. Like, grow up. It's not about you. It's not, it's never about you. It's about the real issue going on. Um, <laughs> should we go through some of the statistics and um, bits Please that do. I got on Instagram? I'd love to hear. So I, th- I thought we would lead with, do you think we are close to gender equality? Um, I don't know, you guys have probably seen, but um, without looking, do you, can you guess what sort of like percentage of people said yes and percentage of people said no? I say a lot of people probably said yes, unfortunately. Although I think like it from, I guess my opinion on it is that from a legal point of view, from a point of view of laws and stuff like that, you can see why you'd think so. But there's so many underlying problems with society and its view of women and what the fact that we're expected to regulate our behaviour um, in order to be safe rather than men regulating theirs to not perpetrate crimes. Exactly. I'd say that's kind of a long, it's going to be a long way before that's fixed. Yeah, I agree. And I think um, it's amazing how things being the case in law lead people to think that it's over. Like murder is illegal murders still happen you know yeah there's so many things in life that are illegal but still happen discrimination yeah. is illegal but i guarantee you it still exists yeah 
So it, the results were 39 people said no, that we're not close mm-hmm. to gender equality, mm-hmm. and six people said yes. Which oh, it, nice. So 13% of people said um, that they think we are close to gender equality. Uh, all of them were men. Surprise, surprise. Um, <laughs> but Shock. still, that is like that. Thirteen percent of people think that we're living in equality right now, like gender equality, which. It, I think for me, like, it shows that we're not. How? Is the fact that um, you know, say, Katie is you know, as we said at the beginning, she's a woman in STEM. My my sister wants to become a woman in STEM. The facts that I have to specify a woman in STEM, do you not like if there was true equality there, I wouldn't have to say that. There wouldn't have to be programs and schemes in place to enable us to have that. So, yeah, we're clearly not there. Yeah, if you're still having to yeah. fill a quota, then you still haven't fixed the problem. Exactly. So. She's a female footballer, like you know, oh there God, is like yeah. loads of yeah, exactly, examples exactly. You can women's think. football, like, it's... women's world, like women's... things like that. And it's like... Yeah, not to mention the pay gap between and... women in the arts, because obviously it's not as regulated as say being the CEO of a company or working in a big business. Like you know, female actresses being paid so many more than the than the male leads, female leads. It's... Yeah, still a problem. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it, I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's 12% of record labels are owned by women. Uh, okay, I'll go with another one. Women, uh, would slash do you talk to your male friends about discrimination you have faced? I was surprised because uh, 72% of people said that they would talk to their male friends um, about discrimination. And to be honest, I was, spe- uh, I was expecting less. Yeah, because I, too. in my brain, I think if more, if if these many women are talking to their friends about like discrimination they face, you'd think there would be less discrimination because most people have got like are friends with a male. I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean... no, I and I, it's interesting. So I again, I I asked, like I said, I asked women this week. Basically, the question, um, where is it? Yeah. Is there anything I've ever said or done as a man that makes you feel unsafe or scared? Because if there is, I want to learn what I did and change my behaviours. And then I, you know, I made clear that it wasn't, I'm not, it's not a self-validation thing. I'm not looking so I can be like, ah, yes, I am not part of the problem. That's not what I care about at all. Although it is a I hard question to, to ask. It yeah. was, it was. And I, I made clear as well. That I was like, look, you don't have to answer it. If you feel like it's a lot, please don't worry. And, it, you know, it, tell me whatever you feel comfortable with and I will fully understand and that's fine and you know actually I was really lucky and really fortunate that actually everyone was able to, to respond to that and that was really good and I I then said if I ever made you feel that way in the future would you feel like you're able to call me out and tell me about it and if not is there anything I could do to change that um and I think one of the first responses I got was I probably wouldn't know but also I don't think you could change anything about it I think it's just horribly uncomfortable when someone makes you feel weird mm. and it feels worse if you tell them. And But then she said that's, in her eyes, she said, it's mostly on me because I'm not confident enough to say it. I would worry more about hurting their feelings than my, rather than myself. So that's on me and I have some issues there as well. And it was like, oh, I felt really horrible because it was like, I could entirely understand why someone wouldn't feel comfortable calling me out in that kind of situation 
And I hate that that's what it is, because I would hope that if I ever said anything, I'd hope if there's anything I'd said here today that you two wouldn't feel like you had to hold back from telling me that it was wrong. And I, I would want to hear that because I would want to fix that. And I would hope that if any of my friends, if I if I said anything to them and, and they felt it wasn't quite right, that they would just say to me, hey, look, this is wrong. I wouldn't yeah. say this. Go and read this. This is what I would say. Go and watch this. Here's an opportunity to learn. I would so much prefer that. But I realised, but, you know, I can't force people to do that. And it, again, it... And some people aren't, like, Katie and I are quite confident in terms of, exactly. like, calling out exactly. people. And, you, yeah, and I, I, there are a lot well, of... Now we are. Are, which well, is, now we are. I certainly didn't used to be. Yeah, yeah you, I, was, I was thinking, well, you know, I, you went to the Cat Academy of being a... Um, I was going to say bad words then, which I think of... Um, <laughs> I don't know, a badass. Let, let's go with badass. <laughs> <laughs> I think all the words are... Not, no, that sounds like I've, like... Being a strong, empowered are... woman. No, perhaps? you definitely help, Kat. Honestly, after I became... I mean, uh, for those of you who don't know... I was just very aggressive. <laughs> which, me, yeah, me and sorry, Kat yeah, became friends when we were 14. And I think... Um, it's interesting, I was looking through old photos on Facebook the other day and I messaged Kat about this and noticed, like, I kind of yeah, hate looking through really photos sweet. of myself when I was younger because I wasn't very confident and I didn't stand up for myself. And there's, like, a line in the photos where you can see on one side is me being looking really awkward in photos, looking like I don't want to be there. And on the other side is me looking confident. And that was when I met Kat. Um, because Cutie. she is so incredibly loud and unapologetic that... Yeah, you really kind of pushed me to stand up for myself and to, uh, yeah, just sort of say what I think a bit more. So thank you. And I and definitely side, never shut up helped, now. So. You've helped yeah. me to be, I don't, you know, you know, one thing, we wouldn't be doing this podcast if you hadn't encouraged me to do it. But also <laughs> I felt like having you in my life as someone who's influenced me has really driven me on this week. You know, you're part of a group of people who really driven me on to make sure that I can do what I can to to changing is it you know it's like when I heard about Meghan Markle and Sarah Everard and everything that was going yeah. on I was like I want to do something about this and I don't know what I can do and then I was like we could do a podcast episode about it we could talk about it we could get it out there and it was like and it's probably going to make me feel horribly uncomfortable and the things I'm going to mm-hmm. hear are going to make me feel really uncomfortable but I don't really care about that right now because I think this is a great opportunity to 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 make a stand about this and and make some kind of difference even if it only makes a difference for like one person that's a difference that i'll be happy to have had an influence in but that you know yeah same as katie for me a lot of that comes from your influence so thank you you did good i was a good day i was gonna say like with in terms of to throw it back to you guys obviously katie you i mentioned earlier you've always been a very proud feminist and um sorry like feminist (laughs) and um (laughs) satan stopping me say feminist christ um (laughs) no and like it, it you sort of taught me that it was okay to to be that way like to to be like yeah i'm a feminist i don't care if you call me a feminazi like that's you know that's what as as it should be you know um and with chris obviously um we we probably didn't talk about stuff enough like 
in terms of discrimination like no and i'm sorry for that i am genuinely sorry for that. but with me with the race side of things i just sort of had the attitude of like you know you you know you would talk it's not your responsibility but um if i ever slipped up i thought oh well chris will pull me up you know like i just sort of took that for granted and um yeah so i feel like that has helped and obviously i was debating or not obviously mentioning it in the podcast but i'll keep it very anonymous um i had uh an incident a few years back where a friend took advantage is probably like the best way to say it and um chris found out um well i told him but then he found out because the person recently contacted asking if it was okay to apologize to me but wanted to make sure that i'd be comfortable before he reached out to me in case it was triggering etc etc um and obviously that that's a whole uncomfortable situation for me chris and i guess the guy as well um but the thing i did admire is not the right word but respect i guess is him admitting to himself that he was wrong and being able to come forward which I think was a big step and it it means that hopefully it's a shame because in one way because if he was open about it being him it might encourage other men to take responsibility for what they've done um I don't know but I think I also respected that he wasn't seeking um Forgiveness. forgiveness from you as I understand that he, yeah. he wanted to apologize but he was fully aware that you might not be wanting to accept that or ready to accept that or you know ever exactly. when he said that. and that was, fine. that was fine he just wanted to make sure that you knew that he knew maybe slightly too late that it was wrong much too late like, yeah <laughs> I I respect that I respect that you've come to that point in your life I it's sad and and wrong that it didn't happen sooner but you got there in the end I guess like but I think I want to make the point of that I don't I don't hate him you know I, I hate what he did but I, I don't hate him and I think that's the thing that I, I don't think I said to him like you know I've I've forgiven you or what have what have you but I said that you know I've moved on and it means that if you have slipped up um to any men who are listening if you have said something inappropriate to a woman or you have done something inappropriate obviously it depends what it is because some things you can't move past but it's not too late to say sorry and not too late to learn where you went wrong um and that person proved that to me that you know that even if you did a bad thing doesn't mean you're not going to learn because I just assumed after that point that they'd never think about it again and they might do the same thing um again in the future and thankfully um them saying that to me has reassured me that they're not going to do it again um i think they obviously did the right thing there but also let's not get into patting them on the back too much because i think in my opinion it's good that they apologize and especially they did it in the right way by saying i understand that you might not want to hear this but i would like to admit where i went wrong but that is kind of to be honest that's kind of the bare minimum if you really hurt someone that's like the last resort yeah like yeah like uh, yeah if, if you have already really hurt someone 
obviously the best thing is don't do that in the first place but that is the bare minimum to apologize and to admit that you went wrong and the fact that that is so unusual that it's like wow this person actually admitted something like that's all men should be like that you know I think that should just be the norm and the fact that that's like oh what a big step is to be honest a bit depressing really I think I can respect from my side and I don't want to talk for you at all I respect that they they admitted to you without needing provocation they themselves have yeah. understood that it's wrong and also changed their behaviors and i you know like you said katie i think it is i really feel like that's that's the minimum that we should do um yeah i think something that even depresses me even more is that so many people are unable to meet the bare minimum yeah yeah or the bare is, minimum is of you... not doing it in the first place. Isn't yeah, exactly. <laughs> of course. Exactly. Let alone, you know, um, revolutionary actually calling out misogynistic behaviour and sort of rape culture in your male friends when you see it, you know. There's there's, there's definitely levels to it. But just going back to um, the statistic you had in that poll yeah. about the amount of people who are talking to their male friends about this sort of thing, I wonder how much of yeah. that is from the last couple of weeks. Because I know personally with the Sarah yes. Everard case, and yeah, that is true. Everything going on in the media, I have not really opened up to a lot of my male friends before now. You know, I'm on a STEM degree. A lot of my friends are guys. Um, yeah. And over the last couple of weeks, there's been a lot of really in-depth, quite difficult conversations been going on, and it's been really useful. But also, I've kind of seen a yeah, it's it's been very new to a lot of them too, and I think a lot for a lot of them, I I've started to. I mean, from my point of view, I was thought anyone who's against feminism, oh, he was worse. I'm never talking to you, you know. And I've kind of learned from talking to my male friends about it, just how little some of them were aware of what goes on in the day to day life of Completely. being a woman, and just how little, you know. I kind of got to understand why so many guys think that we've reached gender equality and that feminism isn't a problem, yeah. and that women are being dramatic because nobody's told them these things before i think it's so important to that's why it's so important to talk to your male friends about these things i think um one of the statistics that's sort of relevant here is that about men believing that women will exaggerate and lie about experiences they've had regarding discrimination um i don't know if you agree katie but i i do think that um sometimes men feel like women are waiting for them to slip up so they can call them out or or <laughs> exaggerate so that women benefit from it and actually 28 percent of the people on the poll which is a lot um said that they they think women would lie and exaggerate about experiences they've had mm. regarding discrimination which that that's that scares me really because mm. Women, I really don't think... We underplay it, you know. if anything. Yeah. Especially when you're talking exact, to your male that's friends. That's right. A lot of, like, my... Obviously, wouldn't name anyone again, but a lot of a lot of the women I know at uni have had quite scary things happen to them while they've been at university, and they've told me and told a couple of their female friends, but no one outside of that. And if it's ever alluded to, you know, this thing happened to me, it's incredibly underplayed. And so, yeah, that's kind of worrying. <laughs> yeah. I do think you're right with saying, like, it underplayed because, you know, uh, well, I, I mean, the fact that you didn't even know 
I don't think I don't think I'd shared with you about the experience Chris and I just talked about that I had. Yeah, you've mentioned um, it sort of briefly, but not gone into detail. Yeah, and I feel like, you know, there, there's been a few other things over the years that have happened that I've just brushed and like brushed under the carpet. Even because... when you did say that to me, um, sorry to interrupt you. I you know, no, no, you underplayed it. Then I remember you, you being reluctant to tell me, and you know, I forget the exact words, but there was. There was an element there of you trying to play it down, and I, you it's know, like, it was oh, like, well. like yes, yeah. you know, like, yeah. I think that's really sad that yeah. women like this. This this podcast isn't meant to be depressing. It is meant to be empowering. It's like, well, I'm not saying just because I'm on a podcast speaking about my experience, you have to go and do the same thing. <laughs> I'm just saying that if if this gives you the encouragement you need to go and talk to a friend it doesn't have to be a male friend but talk to a friend um about discrimination or anything just anything just open the conversation up because that that's the only way things are going to change i don't think it's depressing i think it's real i think it's it's people find it depressing because we know that it's wrong and it, it hurts us to hear it from a side of you know, we're creatures that can feel empathy for other human beings and we hear it and we go, that is such a horrible thing to go through. So it's it's not it's not depressing in of itself. It's a real issue. Um Yeah. It's 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 real and it's wrong and it's depressing because it still happens. And if you know, like me, you hear these stories and it makes you feel depressed, please try and do what I'm trying to do. Use that energy that sense that you have inside you that you know this is wrong and and do something with it try and make a difference yeah, yeah. and like we're, we're not saying you have to go to protests or anything like that it can even if you don't want to talk to people pick up a book it's like that you know this is the most important audience here uh in a funny way is men because you know that's the people who are women are aware of the issue and sometimes you know, like me, you go from being... I wasn't anti-feminist, I just <laughs> didn't associate that I was actually a feminist. Slightly confused I was in denial. Yeah, but with men, you know, th- there is also the, the peer pressure of, oh, it's not cool to be a feminist, like, so I'm, you know, fuck it's it. It's the last thought to say the thing, it's, it's a, just like, oh, we don't it, do that, we're, we're men, we don't do that. But if you're embarrassed about doing stuff in public, pick up a book, you know, there's so many, or read an article if you can't be bothered to, you know, just start somewhere. Even um, just, like, sharing something on, like, with everything going on in the last few weeks, I've noticed a lot of my male friends just sharing, like, things about Sarah Everard case on their Instagram story. And obviously it's not much, but just a little thing like that, it kind of, it shows the women around you, they see that and they think, oh, there's a man who is doing something to educate himself on this and who I could, and that makes you think there's yeah. someone I could potentially talk to about something like this if I had to. And it's yeah. it's comforting. And I think, obviously, as you were saying, Chris, it can be depressing and real for guys to hear about this. Um but they are probably the most important audience, I'd say, for women the last couple yeah. of weeks. Although it's everyone's been kind of coming forward in one go and sharing their stories recently. And it's incredibly important, but it's also pretty exhausting as a woman who's already aware that stuff goes on to hear it all the time. But I'm hoping sort of it will be worth the exhaustion and the sort of the di- how uncomfortable it makes you feel as a woman hearing these stories that are very similar to your own and making you think about stuff. Because hopefully... Yeah 
in the end, all this sharing and difficult conversations will lead to um, people understanding each other a bit more and men understanding how their actions impact people and also women understanding that just because you haven't been raped or physically assaulted doesn't mean you haven't experienced these problems and means um, you can still feel valid in being upset about these things. Yeah. And I think I would add a challenge to, to men listening to this um, in that if you if you see anything about women and it makes you think not all men and it makes you feel like you want to say not all men, don't don't comment it prove it do yeah. something to prove that it's not all men because that feeling exists that that perception that it it, it exists is, is it does exist and it exists because too many men have done this so you know what use that energy use that not all men to prove that not all men do it prove yeah. that it's it, that you can be better than that Prove that you as a person can be better than that. Prove that you can call out your friends on that and that you can do better. Prove that you can raise awareness of this and keep doing that. And don't ever just sit there and think that you writing not all men underneath a woman's story or in response to a woman is enough. Because it's it's not it's not even that it's not enough. It's completely fucking useless and unhelpful. <laughs> so if you see that, if you if you think it, stop challenge yourself prove that it's not all men use it as an opportunity to better yourself not to try and depress women or talk down to them because that's completely unhelpful and i to be honest i fucking despise you if that's what you're still doing right now just stop and be different i had a few short not stories um comments um that people said that they're happy for me to share on the podcast um and i thought that might be a good idea because it shows that these are real women they're not they're not statistics they're people that we know um obviously i'm not going to name them but um the, the first person put when i say no to a date but they keep pushing and say why can't we be friends dude no means no these, these are all things that uh, men have done to make women feel uncomfortable, by the way. Sorry, I should have said that. Um, the second person put, 90% of the time at work, I'm by myself. And a few occasions, men have been very intimidating to me because of that. Um, another woman put, I was followed by a guy in broad daylight at Corn Market Street in Oxford. Terrifying. Um, and, and lastly, for this section, there was... Um, my boyfriend at the time, I was 16, saying if I didn't have sex with him, he would break up with me. That's so horrible. I mean, obviously, they're all bad, but that is... I think that's yeah, the worst one. No, Being that's... 16 as well, like, everyone matures different ways, but when I was 16, I was a child. You know, I wasn't ready oh, to completely. deal with other people's no. expectations of me in that sense. And, like, wasn't ready and for that sort I of manipulation. Remember... Yeah, exactly, and that's the thing, like, you know... It... You would, it, she, she would probably, like, I'm not saying she ha she did, but if she slept with that guy, it, that's not because she wants to at that point. That's because she's been manipulated or feel like she has to. And you might say, you know, oh, well, it's only words. She didn't have to. But at the same time, when you're that age, even now, if you, if you like, love someone or think you're in love with someone and 
you feel like that's what you have to do for them to not leave you you know it does feel like it's there's not an option there mm. um i wanted so, to um, to add what yeah, you're saying go, go because i think a lot of men will go oh well i don't do any of the you know i'm not a rapist i haven't sexually assaulted and i haven't followed women okay good fantastic but it doesn't stop there there's the, the things on the well, i guess almost a microaggressions level um so someone who replied to our story um explained how when they were younger they they always loved um kind of organizing games and group projects and kind of being in charge you know that kind of thing oh um, yeah and yeah. how there were I boys who would do that and they'd be celebrated as being leaders as being confident as being you know all this but when when she did it she was bossy and loud and you know going to but it was like it's the double standards in there you know, it's it's the, it's, the, it's that double standards of a woman speaking out is not being bossy or outspoken or anything. A woman who's speaking out is being brave and courageous yeah. and and doing in the same way that if a man was to do that, it would be exactly the same. It only gets like worse as you get older. You. I mean, I've always it's been bossy, and now I'm, as you know, woman in STEM, doing my final year of a physics degree, and. I'm now working in group projects and stuff where the predom like predominantly my course is men and all it takes in a group project when you're in a leadership role is one or two boys who have a problem with being some ingrained problem in being told what to do by a woman and in respecting a woman's voice and it derails the project and it's a massive pain in the ass and I'm currently um, two weeks away from handing in my final research project for my degree and I unfortunately have been working with one particular guy in my group who in every single meeting and we are on about 16 hours of zoom over the week in these meetings it's a lot of my time and in every single meeting every time a woman raises a point which is a lot because our sub-team leader is a woman, our project leader is a woman, and me, being a woman, is the head editor. Every time a woman raises a point, he's just waiting to correct them, he's shaking his head, he's talking over them, and he's refusing to accept direction until a man repeats the same thing. And it's just exhausting. It's so irritating. Yeah. And I... I So when I... Just before I left uni, I helped out at a feed bank in my area. And I... A lot... Uh, Without women, we would have failed. Without women, we would have fallen apart. We needed... Was that the Sally Oak Food The bank? people that we had there. It is, yeah. My friend Elise was one of um, the people running that. Yeah. She probably worked there. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And she was she was amazing. I genuinely believe that we would not have lasted 10 seconds without it. It was a lot of work in, bless her. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And I... It was a... So many women were involved in starting it, in keeping it going. In you know, we would have been nothing had we ignored what women said or tried to challenge them. We respected that everyone involved knew something that was useful, and it didn't matter if they were a man or a woman. It didn't matter what the colour of their skin was. It mattered that they had an idea that allowed it to be successful, and it was. So. You know, if there are men out there who think that they know better or that they have an issue hearing a woman's opinion, I, I honestly believe that anything that's happening is better when we have more than just the white man's view in the room. You know, everything in life is better when yeah. we bring in that diversity of opinion. And that means listening to women, accepting that they have a valid point to make and not challenging it on the basis of their gender. 
they remind me of something else that someone shared to me. Um, they were talking about, so they, you know, earlier in the week they got drunk, um, and they, they called up their ex while they were oh, drunk, dear. because <laughs> it had ended badly, <laughs> and they wanted to talk it through, because they felt like they'd left it in a bad place, and they wanted to, to fix that. Um, and, you know, they had a chat, and then it turns out that he'd gone speak to friends, and spent the whole week slagging her off and calling her horrible things and uh, you know they were mutual friends so it ended up coming back to her and she heard about it she you know and it really made her feel bad and she said um what was it she said i said i said you know i'm really sorry that you know you, you didn't deserve that that's really horrible and she said oh yeah some of us bring it on ourselves and i was like no that's not true at all that's not true at all what you did in this is you called someone whilst drunk and, you know, and, and tried to, to fix something because that was what you felt was the right thing to do. That right there, that's what you did, okay? And I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with that because, you know, it, it, she wanted to, to do some good. She wasn't fair. hoping to hurt anyone by no. it or upset anyone. And I, exactly, this is what I was like, is like everything, the reaction that he had... The fact that he went and started slagging people off, the fact that he did all these things. And what's worse, doing all of that, knowing full well that it could easily filter back to her. Yeah. All of that is on him and his mistakes and his actions and, and his that's devastating for her. Lack as well. of, of, of empathy, of emotion, of caring. He he knew that it could happen and didn't care. So it was nothing to do with her. And she she was she she, she was taking the responsibility onto herself. And I was like, you you know it's not that's not it, right? You know that this is on him and his decision to do everything that followed that. And he didn't have yeah. to do any of that and nothing you did. You're not responsible for his actions. Um Yeah. I just thought that was a really interesting yeah. thing. I mean, a story like that, like it may not at first seem particularly relevant to a women's rights specifically thing, but it is for me it's kind of like women are brought up to apologize for everything they do and you kind of yep. you're kind of taught as a girl but it's your responsibility to make sure that you are respected like it's your responsibility alone to make sure that you don't dress in a certain way that could allow people to say anything about you to make sure that you don't say certain things that could allow someone to say something about you it's always kind of it's always the woman's job to ensure that they explain themselves fully to everyone else rather than just assuming that you can be respected if that makes sense and if you don't you're a psycho yeah psycho bitch yeah like, <laughs> yeah uh yeah no com completely whereas men could very easily learn that um if you see a woman dressed in a certain way you don't have to say anything or do anything oh! you can just let that happen yeah. because you it <laughs> if you choose to say something or do something or that right then is nothing to do with her that's on you there's a very simple solution which is you can think she's got a nice ass. You can think that she's got great tits, or but just don't say it. Think it and don't say it. Don't say no. it and don't act on it. Don't do anything with that. It's like if you're a kid in a shop and your mum says, "Don't touch anything. Don't breathe on anything. Don't just have those rules, okay?" Yeah, <laughs> you can. It's, it's amazing to look... me how you know, like you're, you know, I don't. I don't say this to make you feel uncomfortable because I know that it's something that you would say, but you know, 
Yeah. You you have quite big boobs. I feel like I can say that to you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, we're at that, Great. that point. That's, that's your body, you know? It's very hard. That's your body. And I'm not saying it to be a creep or anything like that. Yeah. You know, that is it. And it's the fact that someone looks at it and goes, oh, well, she's got big boobs. And it's like... Therefore, well, I can comment don't... on it. She obviously chose to make yeah. them that size just for it's me. Ridiculous. Yeah. And it's like, it's the thing. It's like, you have that one. And then you have the opposite level where it's like, oh, she's flat chested. And it's like... Yeah. Well, you don't, oh okay. don't you understand it? Me and a woman Kat doesn't school, look down at Christ, her chest yeah. and go, right, okay, I've decided that I would like massive boobs and like think them into existence. That's not how fucking human biology works. In the no. same way that you don't look at your tiny dick and think, oh, I'd love it to be bigger <laughs> and it magically grows. It doesn't. You still got a tiny fucking dick at the end oh. of it. Like, Cat, I remember me and you in school. I hope you don't mind me saying this, but I remember we'd wear, we had very similar dress sense, specifically in sixth form. We weren't very good at adhering to the dress code. We wore a lot of baggy trousers <laughs> and crop tops and docks because yeah, they were was... comfy. And we were both like, ooh, it's yeah. an alternative and I can do music, you know. <laughs> um, and the difference in the comments we'd get was kind of staggering. We'd be wearing often literally the same outfits because yeah. we were twins. Um, and yeah. like you'd be wearing a top, which was a perfectly appropriate top, but just because you had large boobs, they were more visible because of the size of them. Nothing to do with the top you'd chosen to wear. I'd be wearing the same thing, and I wouldn't get comments. But you would be sexualized by all the boys in your year making comments, e even teachers, you know, telling you. you oh my god! And female teachers, female teachers, teachers were like and the other worst. girls in the year, like making comments as in, mm, like you know, being judgy, like oh she's dressed like that purely because of the actual shape of your body. And meanwhile, I yeah. get boys coming up to me and being like, oh, you're flat chested. <laughs> it's like, oh, in what sake. world does it matter? Like we're literally, us two would be wearing like matching tops. I'd be getting shit for one reason. You'd be getting shit for the exact opposite reason. It's just like, give us a fucking break. Just let me do my work. That's ridiculous. You two That's are team booty no... all the way. Huh? <laughs> There's no reason to like, just make a like why why does it doesn't help anything it doesn't help anything for me to be like oh you know cat's got like it's not helping anything it's not if if it's saying it and you know it's going to make them feel uncomfortable you're actively yeah. hurting that person stop i know you made a tiktok the other day which was hilarious which <laughs> yeah. was like you like stupid like oh yeah, yeah boys have said to you about your boobs like gross comments and the whole point of the tiktok yeah. was you being like why would you say that yet the comments and on it was the TikTok hilarious was Every single one of them was men, like, oh, so you wouldn't let me motivate you? And like, oh, but they look great. It's like, read the room. Even when it's yeah, so obvious the whole that your behaviour is not okay, you're oh, still doing it. Someone put, and that was the one that annoyed me the most, was, yeah, bet you liked it, though. Ugh. I was like, yeah, I really liked people who I didn't really know coming up to me and talking about my breasts, yes. Because, you know... That's uh, just so. Oh, just it's amazing no. the like cognitive like distance, the inability to understand. Like you know, you put a TikTok up where you said stupid things boys have said about yeah stupid things. <laughs> I don't, I don't think you need to be a fucking genius to understand. If someone says stupid things, they don't like it. They're not yeah. happy about it. It's a very simple thing. You know, the whole video was you like fake gagging at the it's idea so of boys saying this to you. Yeah. And yet they're commenting the exact same yeah. thing down below. Like, come on. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I watched it and I was like, oh, you know, I've, I felt you dealt with it in a way that weirdly, it, it felt again like you were 
you were under you were trying to make a something funny out of it because otherwise yeah. it, it, it's a really horrible dark thing that people yeah. have said this to you i was like how fucking stupid are some people you can watch that and think ah oh, yes yeah what she's saying is she wants more of these comments i'm like yes <laughs> the way you, you are explain. congratulations you've revealed to us that you have no fucking brain cells whatsoever <laughs> I, They've got I two brain the cells. That... They're just both going boobs, 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 boobs to each other. <laughs> yeah, and I can sort of like I'm sort of you know somewhat like immune immune to those comments just because you get used to it after a certain point. You sort of roll your eyes and you you accept it. I'm not saying that is the right way, but um, that's sort of how I've learned to be. But I remember when I was 15, I sort of got boobs when I was like 14, 15. It's sort of like an overnight process. I think I like moved school, left Chris, gained boobs, and then it was like, oh shit. <laughs> but my anyway, my point was that I remember um, my aunt actually having a conversation with me. She was like, she didn't say now because you've got boobs. She said, you know, you're you've got a woman's body now, and so you've got to understand that men are going to treat you as a woman. And she was saying this um, because of the way I was, I, I would play fight with my uncle and some of his friends, which that was just, you know, like... As a kid, yeah. What we did, and it was he like yeah, yeah. Um, family, and I didn't see it as being wrong. Um, and then one of the family friends had made some inappropriate comments, not to me, but they, they got back round sort of thing, and then that was like, well you know, she does have her boobs out or whatever, and it's like, well, you know, as as 15, it's not 15, 16, 17, still a child. Even when you're 18, that doesn't mean your family friends who are, you know, old enough to yeah. be your parents should comment. It's just like, uh, and it's the whole oh, if you were a few years old, or you know, I'd have you know, I'd have a bit of you, and it's what? trash it's, behavior. Yeah, it's just disgusting. Um, and I, I do wonder how many girls have had that conversation with their family. Hello? You've got a woman's body now, so you've you you've got to understand that Same with men me. are gonna look at you. Same with me. I think a lot of yeah. girls through it. I remember like my mum always being. My mum was quite like strict, strict bit of a strict mum growing up. Um, yeah, which at the time I was like, ah, oh, why would you let me do this or that? And then as soon as I got older, I was like, thank you, you're wonderful. Yes, and just things like yeah. going to a house party. Say when I was fifteen, I'd want to be wearing a short skirt, and my mum would sort of, my dad would be like, oh yeah, you look fine, go ahead, not thinking about it. And my mum would be really concerned, and I'd always sort of think, why do I have to? Yeah, actually, you that's... know what do you mean? I mean, I because she'd say people will get the wrong idea, and boys will boys will get the wrong idea, and they'll act on that. And I always kind of thought. I didn't really get it because I was thought, well, I don't have the wrong idea though. I know I don't yeah. want any of that. So exactly. why is it a problem? And it wasn't until I think I was older and had sort of experienced more that there are unfortunately some men in the world who it won't actually matter to them if you don't want that and if you don't have that same idea. They will do it anyway. And it wasn't until I kind of realised that that I started to understand, I think, why she always made it my responsibility to look a certain well, way. Well, it's, it's difficult as well because I know if I had kids... And well, I had daughters or a daughter, then um, if you know they're definitely going to get the big boob gene, um, and <laughs> I mean, yeah, 
Pierce's mum and me combined, those genes, got no that chance. kid's going to be doomed. Yeah. No chance. But um, my point is just sort of like, for me, I have the attitude, I'll wear what I want. And, um, you know, men, women can tell me that I'm being silly. Um, men can look at me and I can say I don't care. But at the end of the day, I do wonder when I am a mother if I'll be having the same conversation with my daughter saying, mm. hang on a minute, button up, don't go out like that because, you know, something might happen to you. Because that's the thing, you can say, if something happens to me, so what, you know, that, that I don't I don't care, I want to live my life and I want to dress how I want to dress. But as a mother, you, your attitude's going to change. I mean, an interesting yeah. I think the way that we can make sure that that doesn't, or try and help that be less of an issue is by men not guessing the wrong idea, oh, yeah. not to go exactly. into that. They need to, like, it, it's on men then to yeah to stop that being an issue because yeah. that's what the issue is here, right? It's not, it's not you dressing a certain way, it's the reaction to that from men. And like I said, the responsibility isn't then on you, the responsibility is on the men who are getting the wrong idea. And getting the wrong idea is a ridiculous way of masking being an inappropriate person. <laughs> I mean, obviously, it's not getting that the wrong the idea. You're you just know, wrong. Obviously, the solution is not censor your daughters; it's educate your sons. But obviously, yeah. that sort of thing—it doesn't as much as that's what needs to happen. That's not going to happen overnight. And no. I think by the time no. I have a daughter, if I have a daughter ever, it will probably still wouldn't have been fixed, and will still be an issue. So it means. No. While this is still ongoing, we as women have still got that sort of difficult decision to make of what you value. Do you yeah. value your freedom or your safety? And I think another factor that comes into yeah. that is your build and what size you are. So I know Kat, I always noticed us growing up, we had a difference in how we approach things because you have always been quite strong. Like yeah, this girl, we, we, we used to go to festivals a lot together. I'd always be on our shoulders. Like you can look after yourself and you can handle yourself in a fight yeah. if it comes to it. I'm five oh, she's fucking stronger than me. Yeah. I'm happy to admit that. Yeah, I'm <laughs> fucking weakly in comparison. Jesus. You know, I'm five foot two and have absolutely no upper body You're strength. Petite. So there's a certain factor for it for me <laughs> as well, in that I want to sort of say, I'm just gonna dress however I want, and I'm gonna act however I want. And if a man is inappropriate to me, I am gonna tell him to stop it, and I am gonna tell him to fuck off and damn the consequences. Yeah. But then for me, there's also the element of. I know that I couldn't defend myself if I came down to it. So as frustrating as it is, I do have to change the way I live my life and manage my own behaviour for my own safety. And in terms of what you were saying earlier as well about um, being made to feel uncomfortable by um, gay guys, and just because on the odd occasion, if somebody was to be sort of way more in your personal space than you're comfortable with, I think a lot of men may not realise that it's not always just sexual in what can make a woman yeah, feel exactly. afraid. You know, let's say Not if a guy comes up to me and he's um, just, you know, a bit too close to me than I'm comfortable with or he's sort of standing right over me or being a bit aggressive, if I say to back up and he says, obviously it's totally uncommon, but he says, oh, but I'm gay, it doesn't matter. It's like, I'm I'm not scared of you because I think you fancy me. I'm scared of you because you're three times my size. You know, yeah. you're three times my strength. And I know that if you did want to hurt me, you could and there's nothing I can do about it. And that's kind of, yeah, there's that sort of added element. It's not just a case of um, men going out of their way to do these things to women and to um, sexually assault women. There's also the element of that when there's such a huge size difference going on between a man and a woman, 
even if they mean you no harm, there is automatically a real difference in power there and a real power imbalance in any sort of situation you're in with them. Yeah, completely. You know, if I was to make a list, an overwhelming majority of them are women because the experience that you have to go through, and it's been clear to me today, and it's been clear to me from what people have told me, and it's been clear to me for years, it's a different experience. And it's an experience that as a man you know I can't live that experience but I can try my very best to understand it and I understand I think something about the difficulty and the complexity and the horrible nature of it and you know I I, I feel like I'm I'm starting to to get a grip on that um and that's you know it, it women are definitely the strongest people in my life definitely I've been surrounded by strong women I you know like my mum, my sister, you two are definitely, I would, you are Thanks, incredible. And, it, and I don't say it because I'm trying to be nice and I'm not saying it because I, you know, like there'll be men out there and be like, oh, he's just trying to suck up to women. No, 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 that's not it here. I'm saying it because I genuinely believe that, you, you know, you two, the facts that we've been able to sit here and have very personal conversations, you've been able to share with me stories that are really horrible. And, you know, so many friends of mine have been really, they've been really brave to tell me these things they've been through it's so strong and courageous and I, I i respect that more than i can put into words i can't do it justice um and i think that men rather than put women down could look at this as an example of how to be better because if you want to be strong it's not about being you know it's not about toxic masculinity i think spend a little while trying to understand what women go through and you'll see real strength to be quite honest with you i really think that's that's something i really believe and the second thing i had um was you know men go oh what can i do well i think we've made it clear that men can challenge their behaviors learn more watch more read more talk more you know and 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 and, and try their best to be better I think terrible. men need to be comfortable calling out their friends or stop being friends with people who do stuff like this as well. Yeah, what have like... you got to lose by calling it out? The worst thing happens is that someone who's a dick is no longer in your life. Well, yeah. you're probably better off for it. So, yeah, I really hope that this this conversation doesn't end with this podcast because I think that no, ideally, you know, men and, and everyone, but men are responsible for, for changing situation because the status quo isn't good enough so yeah you know this podcast will, will go out and you might listen to it and you might nod along and think oh yeah well they're just saying it and then never do anything more um and if that is you go back and listen to everything we've just said again and keep doing it until you realize that the issue is you getting to the end and thinking i'm all right i don't have to do anything because guess what it's not enough um and also, I just wanted to say to someone who might be listening, uh, a friend of mine who is starting a new job this week, um, that I hope you do really well. Um, she's a woman, so there you go. It's a woman's experience. Shout out. She was Yay. really quite nervous about it. But I know what I hope you are going to do amazing at it because, you know, as I've said, this she is an example of someone who is incredibly strong personally and has... Um, a lot of time and a lot of empathy for people um and she's going into a job where that is incredibly important and she is going to be phenomenally good so good luck to her oh, good luck i'm i'm not sure which friend this is but... oh you don't know <laughs> 
Oh, okay. But um, Good we luck, love Chris's you anyway. Friend. I'm sure you'll smash it. And um, you're yes, gonna smash it. Right. Lots of women are very mentally strong, and in terms of people that are physically strong, we have Katrina, who I'm pretty sure could bench press me. So. <laughs> yeah, if you're out there wanting like to, to try, try not all men, we're gonna send Cat round, and she is yeah, gonna sort you prove out. to you that women are fucking strong as fuck. Scary. Um. I'm just I just want to say thank you to both of you um you know you are two of my bestest friends in the whole wide world <laughs> and I am glad a with Katie that you know she can explain things a lot better than I can <laughs> and is 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 the brains of this partnership um not at all not at all but like I and I've you know have a lot of respect for the pair of you and you know with Chris I think you're doing a great thing by being educating yourself and showing to other men that it's okay to do so um and it's not an embarrassing thing it's actually a cool thing and both of you when when you you know leave single life and find someone they are going to be the luckiest people in the world to have yeah. I mean, I am who I am because of the women in my life, and I wouldn't be who I was if women hadn't been around. So, to be honest, when I hear you saying that you, you know, you think I'm doing a good thing, I, I would say thank you to the women in my life who have been an amazing influence on me. Um, I'm so grateful for it, and I, I hope that I will continue to be influenced by women who, as I've said, and I will keep saying it, are some of the strongest people that I know. Um, and Katie, thank you so much for um. <laughs> coming on the podcast I, thanks for having I'm me i'm really glad really that cool. we invited you on no honestly i'm really glad we invited you on i think you know like we'd love to have you back in the future i think it's been really great that'd be a lot of fun and it's been really interesting to hear your side of things as well chris so thanks for that because i know yeah um you've got a really sort of varied perspective in terms of being a man but also having experience with racial discrimination obviously and feeling you know you understand that feeling of feeling unsafe a lot more than most so thank you for sort of sharing that with us it's been really interesting to hear your take on that cuties okay um we will be posting information about where you can get help people you can talk to if you know if you if you've experienced anything and you want to reach out We'll post a load of information on the Instagram, on our Instagram page, um, but also... And if you have anything negative to say, please exercise your right to not say anything at all. (laughs) Yes, definitely. Um, But if you want to share your stories or, you know, have a chat with us, our DMs are always open. And because there is two of us, we will always get back to you. Um, Unless you're being mean, and then we won't. But... (laughs) Um, I'll just block you. I won't feel any guilt about it. Yeah, good. Because you're a good. Dick, so. If you get blocked I... by us, then you've really fucked up. Think of it like that. Yeah, to be fair. I mean... Because Cat will feel bad about it. Cat a lot of shit. <laughs> yeah, I feel bad about it. No, um, I, I don't know what else there is to say, but um, we'll post resources. Our DMs are always open. And thank you so much for listening and getting us through to episode 10. Should we do a joint bye? Yeah, count us in, count us in. Three, two, one, bye! Bye! bye. That's the best Good one we've ever done.